Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Deadly Class Season 1, Episode 6, teaching so many new people on how to rewind a mixtape. And let me tell you, if you got a lover out there, you got to make them a mixtape. Throw some Depeche Mode on it and just find somebody because we're talking about Stigmata Martyr with special guest Benjamin Wadsworth. Join us right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Deadly Class After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. As always, I am here to break down the show with your favorite people. I have Veronica Valencia. Woo, what's up, everybody? We have Angelica Trey. Hello. And, of course, the amazing Raven French. Hello. And I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux. And, guys, we're going to get into our overall thoughts here in a second. We're going to be breaking down Marcus and Maria inside. There's so much craziness going on. We got some guilt over Chico. Who would have thought? You know, you thought everyone would just have a big party or something. We knew Angelica felt guilt over Chico. She yeah. was coming. That guilt was from a place of fear, Veronica. You don't have to call her out. You don't have to call her out. Dang it. I ship Chico head with beers. It's... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Chico would have wanted that. No, he wouldn't want that. That would have been, that's the treatment, you know. Yeah. You could be put in a coffin, you could have your head put in an ice bucket full of beers. You know, that's how you go. But you could also be in studio with us and be super excited because you could be here with Benjamin Wadsworth. Yay! All right! You know who else, uh, who who I wish was here? Uh, Jaden. Jaden! What about Owen? Um, yes. Ben, <laughs> you were talking about this beforehand. You really practiced it a lot, so I really want you to perform it. Um, mm-hmm. Your eulogy for Jaden. <laughs> I have it written down. Great. Okay. Perfect. So we're going to be talking about all the episode, but first of all, I want to get your overall thoughts. Veronica, what do you think? I liked this episode. I think it was nice to kind of calm down after the craziness that was Vegas. And I think it's very interesting to see how everyone handles the aftermath in a different way because they're all different people. So you expect them to react very differently and kind of Maria's whole adjusting to life without Chico. So I thought I liked it. Yeah. I uh, just piggybacking off of that a little bit. I thought this was more of an establishing episode here. We're paying a little more attention to mental health issues, things with Maria, as well as a little bit of a love triangle here. So it's been a pretty interesting episode, and I think it's setting up for more in the future. Okay, really? I always like it. I was expecting to see more from Billy with his dad. I totally didn't think about what Maria would go through after what she did because she wanted... She was so tormented by Chico that I didn't even think that it would be a problem for her that he'd been in her life for so long. I was more wondering what would happen to Billy Mm -hmm. after his dad. So, nothing. Yeah, I did think it was interesting. Um, And I want to know your all's thoughts on... I kind of forgot about Billy when he was talking at the beginning of the episode. Because he was just so normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think that just brings back the point that I kind of made last week, is I think Billy is always going to be having his ups and downs going back and forth with this whole thing. I think he'll have moments where he feels complete guilt for what happened with his father. I think he'll feel like he did the right thing. I think the beginning of this episode was one of those moments moments where he felt like he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely think there's more going on, sort of, so to speak, behind the scenes of mm-hmm. the scenes with Billy here and his character. I think he is... Probably going through, um, you know, some sort of guilt. Some things on his own. However, this episode is a lot more focused on a few different characters. But Marcus does address it to him. And he seems like he's acting fine. And we're going to see some things happen further on, I think, with his character dealing with those repercussions. Did you think it was foreboding when he's like, yeah, Everything's great. It's like my whole life was covered in crap, and, and now then, it's clear. And, and then looks at the skies. My with family dead eyes. is all free, and I'm like, no, no. you don't see that yes. to the sky. Yeah, that was definitely a little bit of a foreshadowing uh, <laughs> moment. He does look so much like what he. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Harrelson in this episode. I was like, wow. Awesome mm-hmm. vibes. What about mm-hmm. you? What did you think, Raven? As far as... As far as Billy right now. Billy? Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I just expected to see more uh, concerning him, but I do think it's going to hit him. It's no way his family is free. It's no way that's just will just be the end of it. So... I feel bad for the kid. So I is, don't see it come back. is Marcus in an awkward place here? Because you were totally out of your mind on drugs when you were filming this. Well, not when you were filming this, but the character <laughs> was for the scenes. Just clarify. LSD method acting. Um, so you were on drugs, so you didn't help that much. And then he cracks his skull. We don't know where the body is. Do you think Marcus kind of feels weird around Billy at this moment? Or is he just kind of on the lookout for anything strange? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Marcus is worried about him. He's, he's, he's looking out for him because that was, like, a huge thing. You never really see Billy upset about anything. So, you know, the fact that Marcus was seeing him, like, crying over his dead father, I think he's he's looking out, but he's he's kind of – he's staying back a little bit. Do you guys – Oh, actually seems a little comfortable with death. Yeah, I think he's getting he's getting used to it. I mean, if you've noticed throughout the season, like all the deaths have been around Marcus, mm-hmm. and he seems unaffected. Um, I don't know, or he's cursed. Yeah, <laughs> cursed. I'm still going with he's going to help everyone in that school have their first kill. Yeah, but Marcus <laughs> is also a good friend on the other side, so maybe he helps them through all of those first kills. Marcus, we'll you're the true definition of ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's more worried That's about. Perfect. Him, people finding out about him, Maria. Got it. So, so it's more, it's more like the worry. So let's uh, let's talk about the guilt before we get into Marcus and Maria, because the guilt and what's going on with Maria stems so much from that. Do you think, as they're like, how many of them are worried about being caught? Do you think it's just Marcus and Maria? Or do you think everyone in the group is like aware of how deadly their circumstances are when the soul of the devil finds out who is responsible for Chico's death? 
I think Maria is the only one worried about the consequences stemming from Chico's family because she's okay. the she's the only one who knows that family. That's how she, that's who she was raised with. So if there's going to be anyone coming from them or any repercussions coming from the family, it will only be Maria worrying about that. I think everyone else is worried about their place in King's Dominion. I just think they're very good at keeping it together to not give anything away. But they've expressed it. Willie expressed it in the comic. Um, store billy when he caught them like yeah um who else i mean we've seen it through a lot of the characters obviously maria is which we'll get into she's off her meds but with willie i was curious if you thought he was worried about them finding out or if he's worried and he's not sleeping over the fact that he almost let his only friend in king's dominion i would say die because of his pacifism he mm-hmm. choked i definitely thought it was the latter mm-hmm. yeah i don't think he i don't think he even cares about chico getting killed at all i think he just is upset that he wasn't the one that could do it to save his friend mm-hmm. he he kind of choked up a little bit and and obviously that that was a hard predicament because willie is dealing with his, pacifism being a solid part of his core identity at this point and not being able to overcome that to help a friend, I'm sure, is a, a lot of internal conflict for him. I mean, he's he killed his father trying to help his father. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, maybe that has something to do with him choking and not wanting not wanting to, like, pull the trigger to help his friend. Because, again, that was his dad saying, pull the trigger. To- I feel horrible now that you say that. <laughs> I feel like, oh, man! There's a lot going on in there. It's all all those backstories. They're all tying in. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride just watching uh, Willie's character sort of go through these mental gymnastics here, especially in that last episode. Well, that's kind of like the big question of the show. Like, when is it okay to kill? Is it okay to kill ever? What what would Marcus say? I mean, <laughs> what would Rory say? Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Rory. Kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying, Benjamin, I think that's what makes this show so great because it really tests the audience to kind of dive into that gray area of when is it right to kill for these characters and is it possible to feel sympathetic for characters that are basically murderers? Mm-hmm. And it's just a very interesting, very interesting question to pose to its audience. I mean, I think situationally, anyone would agree that murder is an option. I just don't think it's ever the best option, right? Like, we can get into the morals and we can get into, like, the super specific situations. If there's three people on this train track and two people on this train track, do you pull the thing or not? I don't know. Also, laws help. Wait, what are those? (laughs) Right. I think those keep people What high school did you go to? (laughs) Not deadly class. I went to deadly class. (laughs) Not just Dominion. I dropped out. (laughs) So, did you drop out or did you drop out? That didn't work. I'm drop sorry. Dead. Drop dead. Out. Thank oh, you. Got drop it. dead out. Yeah. I tripped, hit my head on Ikea table, and oh, I failed. I'm, I'm oh, picking, my God. No, it's, it's fine. It's because I'm sitting close to you. I'm picking up your vibes. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for yeah. like, making me feel better. Okay, thank you. you. No, it was fantastic. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So obviously, the school doesn't know what's going on with Chico, but they know there's like a little bit going on. We get other characters interacting with Maria and interacting with the other characters being like, Oh, I hope Chico comes back. And they're laughing about it. So I'm curious if the rumors have gotten out that Chico's dead or if it's mostly just them teasing her for Maria and Marcus's relationship, which we can talk about right now as well. Mm-hmm. What do you all think? Do you think they know that Chico's dead if he's missing? or I think they are all very aware that Chico wouldn't leave his station. He is very much a prideful character that is based off of 
you know, that the sense of um, honor and sticking around, you know, he... I think that would seem a little out of character for him. So a lot of people are questioning that and ultimately probably assuming that something serious has happened to him. Probably dead. I have to agree. I would say they're probably suspecting the worst may have happened to Chico. I don't think that they're suspecting the group, however. Because she, Chico's a jerk, honestly. Anyone could kill him. I, I really, though, <laughs> like, I really do feel like there has been a lot of pressure on Maria, though. It would make sense. Yeah. You know, you always... She would know. Yeah, you always kind of, like, if there's a significant other involved, you always question the significant other. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the kind of character shift that she's had in this last episode? Because la- um, in the Vegas trip, all she talks about it how is... Well, not all she talks about, but she talks about how when you're in an abusive relationship, you start viewing it as normal. And I feel like that view of normalcy of Chico's abuse of her has kind of imprinted on her in how she's now treating Marcus because that's her normal. Uh, Do you think that her craziness has to do with the medication or do you think it has to do with her vision of what a relationship should be? Could be very well a mixture of both. She has probably been on these meds for a very, very long time and who we can only assume this might be the first time she's been off of them. That's all we know. And so we don't know what she will act like, but you're right. She doesn't know what a normal relationship is because she's only been with Chico, who has used her, who has abused her. So, yeah. Hmm. I definitely think there has been, you know, there, I agree along the lines of there is a combination of things going on here with Maria. This is a huge episode uh you know there's a lot of scenes in here for her character she's going through pressure on all sides of things dealing with the only man she's ever loved um you know dying also the man that abused her she's dealing with mental health issues going off of her meds and having to now keep so many secrets um it's it's just like a tough one i think for maria here and she's going through a lot right now and chico's family put her in charge mm-hmm. interesting so right now, yeah yes so brings me back to marcus being used for further gains getting chico out of the way she's now in charge mm-hmm. so much pressure here and i, don't I think, think she's she, crumbling i don't, think, don't think she, she wants wanted that. it no she doesn't want that responsibility she didn't want that life as we saw from her backstory she was brought into it because Chico thought she would be useful, and I think maybe in the comics they even referenced, oh, Chico might like her. So she didn't want any of that. She wouldn't want to take over Chico's job. I don't know. I, I've been interested. What do you Yeah, think, like, what are, you, what are you thinking, Marcus? <laughs> Sorry, mm. Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> Marcus. It happens all the time. Get in character now. <laughs> oh, life's pain. Um. <laughs> Perfect. Put a pencil through your hand. Oh, my gosh. It's like we're here with Marcus. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she likes it. I think she wants to get away from this, all of this. Um, and she's kind of lying to herself um, with Marcus. She's like, oh, I'm in a normal relationship now, so this is better, but I still have to worry about all the Chico stuff. I wish I, I, I didn't, but I, I'm at the school, so I do. Um, I think if she had the choice to run away with Marcus, she would. Hmm. I have a question. Do you? I know we've been talking about Maria kind of seeing this as a normal relationship because it's all that she's used to. Marcus has never been in a relationship. He's been homeless right. for how God knows how long. So, And he ended up in a place with assassins. Mm-hmm. So do you think Marcus thinks this is a normal I thing? I mean, he or must he... think, like, oh, yeah, this this must be normal, or at least for a place like King's Dominion, it must be normal. 
I mean, getting shot at by an arrow by somebody and then sleeping with him. Yeah. Normal yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. Right. Right. Talk about shot Adrenaline through the heart and you're to blame. Wednesday night. Thank you. She does oh really gosh. give love a bad, a bad name. name. She yes. does so many music references in this in this show. Yeah. So uh, let's let's kind of go into it. Uh, I want to know your overall thoughts on Maria as a whole this episode and where you think your character is going. Go ahead, Veronica. Like, I'll be completely honest. I'm biased and I love Maria. So. Oh, what was the question again? <laughs> that was her answer. That's my answer. Go on. Where do you see her going? Do you see him being able to get her back on her meds? Or do you see, like, this craziness just taking it down a spiral leading to... Because, like, from, from his perspective, he has to stop uh, Chester. We're going to keep calling him Chester. Uh, from revealing Chico's head and sending the head to the the soul of the devil. Basically, Maria is now father figure of the show. Like... Mm-hmm. Owner of the family, because uh, he's going to tell him who killed him. So he's protecting Maria from that, and I guess himself. And Maria is kind of on a rampage of just being out there doing all sorts of crazy stuff, not really keeping it a secret. And we don't actually know if she told Gao the truth, because mm-hmm. obviously Gao's protecting Maria more than she's protecting Saya at the moment. So, what do you see with Maria in the future? Do you think she calms down, or do you think she continues this destructive path, much to Marcus's chagrin? Hmm. I think she's going to have a tough time. Her entire world is collapsing. I think she's going to have a tough time. And I think this is also kind of an instance where she needs support. And maybe it's not the support of a romantic relationship. Maybe it's not Marcus because Marcus doesn't necessarily know how to help someone because he's always kind of been by himself. So I think Maria is going to have a lot of ups and downs and it's going to take time to kind of get back to what might be normal, if that makes sense. Do you think she'll own her cartel a position at that point? Mm, I don't know. I genuinely think she does not want to have any part of this. Okay. Angelica? Um, Yeah, I mean, just kind of piggybacking off of that again, is, uh, you know, Maria's character is processing a lot right now, and, you know, what I was thinking with, as well with the relationship with Marcus is this is probably going to be a bit of a personal journey for Maria. Um, just figuring out what she really wants, what she really needs and working her way through mental health issues. I think that's really what her character is going to be about. And that's what her journey is going to be about finding her way through that, maybe back into loving herself because at the end of the day, you know, I think she, it wasn't necessarily having to do with Chico. She still wants the little ninos running around the house, you know? <laughs> um, that is her character, and I think that's a stable part of it, but she's losing sight of that. Good point. Yeah, I think she is a woman who knows how to pull herself together, but if you, especially with mental health, if you, trauma will aggravate that. So now she has to deal with the trauma of Chico, but. It brings up the trauma from her childhood. All of those things will activate whatever your kind of issues are and you'll spiral down. But I think because of who she is and what she's been through, she's had to learn how to be a different person and switch it up when she needs to. I think it'll be I think it'll come a moment where she'll have to put her two feet down and be grounded. And it's no way out of the cartel. So she'll I feel like she'll have to own that. I just wonder if Marcus will survive. 
Marcus? Mm, what do you think? Will survive. Marcus well, survives everything. Marcus is a rat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you see everyone in the chats honestly they're asking how long do you see this relationship lasting with Maria? Forever. Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm genuinely so romantic. I'm genuinely curious because since this season started, a yeah. lot of fans have been going back and forth between this love triangle between mm-hmm. you, uh, Marcus, uh, Maria, and Saya. And I'm just very curious. I mean, I don't think on the out- from an outsider's perspective looking in, I don't think necessarily either relationship is healthy because everyone in the school has issues. Right. But in a happier time when maybe everything settles down and people, you know are happy. <laughs> People are happy. Will they be happy? Uh, which relationship do you think Marcus would kind of gravitate towards more? I think Marcus prefers uh, Saya. Really? Yeah, because she's just mysterious and and he's like, oh, he wants to know. You know, she's enigmatic and he's like, I want to figure you out. You brought me to the school. You kissed me and you, you don't show me any attention. You kind of are mean to me. You know, it's it's. I think in the comics when they were going to Vegas, it was something that Maria said. Boys like what they don't have. Mm-hmm. It's that or mystery. That, yeah. Do you yeah. think Marcus is a character that's going to break it off with Maria or start seeing Saya on the side? Because as much as it was like Saya trying to help Maria, you saw that like close up on the face. Yeah. They were they were pushing for it a I little was like, bit. Please don't. If there's anything Marcus is good at, it's uh, fucking shit up. So hey, yeah. <laughs> that is a Aww. great quote right there. <laughs> Uh, so, Saya and Maria's relationship, repairable or not repairable? Mm-hmm. I think it's repairable. Definitely repairable. There's just a little bit of miscommunication going on right now, but that's not going to derail, you know, years, at least of what it seems like years here of friendship, you know? If she told Gal, same question. Mm. Mm, yes. No. Yes. yes. I think so. Even well. if, even if she sold her out into Gal, it's repairable. Yeah, because okay. I think they, I think they all understand that sometimes you do what you got to do. They all know that the situations they're in. They all know what they need to do to survive. They all understand it. Does it suck? Yeah, but well, they do what they got to do. I have a question. If if you think someone is going to say something, who? Ooh. Mm. Out of the group, we had Willie. Out of the group or out of anyone at King's Dominion. Because they're all kind of out of the group. Out of the group. Of the group. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay. Yeah, I was like Chester. Chester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wants to be found out. Exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, Chester's gonna make a big scene. Going off a of history, Saya. Going off a of history of her just telling people's business. <laughs> I hate she's been s- the one to do it. Oof! I hate to say it. I think it's gonna be Billy. Mark, uh, Maria is what I wanted to say. Maria? I think Maria will... Spill the beans? Spill the beans some skewed way, you know? She's been going through a lot of episodes right now. And Marcus could finally implode. I don't think he would tell... I think Marcus could tell another classmate in his... And that classmate could let it out. I think Marcus would have loose lips. I don't Mm -hmm. think he would ever intentionally say anything. Yeah, I think he would have I think he would say something in the heat of the moment, like Mm -hmm. you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm worried that Billy's tied to Chico's death. And he's the closest thing that the soul of the devil could find. Because they would have gas receipts or something from Chico going to Vegas. And then they have a body turn up in Vegas, which is Billy's dad. And then they tie that to Billy, find him, and Billy breaks. Because I feel like Billy's down for a breakdown. So you Another think? One? I think he. I think he's. I think he's setting himself up for one, right? You think they Billy. would go over? They would go after Billy before Mar- Maria and or even Marcus because Marcus is now tied to Maria. 
if they find out about Marcus, I mean, they're not keeping it a good secret, but I don't know. I think, I like to think outside the box sometimes because it's always like the, the last thing you expect. Maybe I'm too conspiracy theorist. It's okay. I'm, th- I'm thinking inside the box here. Maria is kind of a wild card right now. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we saw that from that last scene. Obviously, the, the reaction to getting shot at by an arrow, as we saw Marcus, was to just say, fuck it. I finally got a trick. I was right. gonna say he's a fifteen year old boy. Come on. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about Gao because we finally get a little bit more about this mysterious mistress who turns people into furniture, which sounds like a Disney character, but it's not, guys. This isn't somebody right. from Beauty Wait. and the Beast. Oh, never mind. Gao, Sorry. right? Gao. So yeah. we find out that she's Lynn's sister, and she went away when she was eight years old. And there's a huge philosophical thing out there. There's a book about the the... The number seven, which is like the, the formative years of your life or the first seven years of life to find who you are. And he said that it was eight and she went away to China when, he, when she was eight. And then he liked to be proud of the fact that she was coming up in the guild. So now we know more about this guild and that it's international worldwide. And there must be more King's Dominions out there somewhere, I would have to assume. You would have to assume, but that also raises an interesting point kind of going back to when this was all first introduced. Because it made it seem as though this was... Lynn's personal mission. Something happened to him personally. He created the school to fix the problem. Yeah. But that's how it came across when they first introduced Lynn in King's Dominion. But now it's coming more across that and being established. This is a family business. It's been around for forever. So it really makes you question his whole story about his wife and his daughter. Yeah. And it, all, everyone who's at King's Dominion, like the rats at least, felt like they were cogs in a wheel of the greater world. And they are rats, so they fit in King's Dominion because, hey, anarchy, we're not in the real world. We're not a cog anymore. But all they are, again, is just a damn cog in an international conspiracy scheme of assassins, which is kind of sad, really. You just can't escape society in any way, (laughs) shape, or form. Uh, Were you expecting that to be the wife and child? No. No. No, that was actually a surprise, yes. That's not in the comics, then. I cannot say. Got it. Were you surprised, Ben? To find out he had a wife and child? Yeah, to find out that the wife and child from his backstory that are supposed to be dead are now... Yeah, when I read it, because Benedict does such a good job of acting, so like when he was telling me that in the pilot, I was like, oh, I believe you. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> So you guys know episodes ahead when you were filming, or did you find things out as you taped? Maybe like max like two episodes ahead. So like if we're shooting this, we had the next two scripts, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Was it was it did they tell you any information about your character like at the beginning of the season to be like, hey, don't tell anyone this, but like this is something you need to know that none of the characters should know. Like Snape syndrome, I guess is what I'd call it. I think um Rick and Miles did did something like that with Luke, but not me. Oh, and yeah. we'll find out probably later in the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you can ask Luke if when he comes. Luke's coming, right? Yeah, two weeks from now, guys. Mm-hmm. Luke Tenney in studio. Woo-hoo! Luke's Woo-hoo! fun. Is he? Yeah, Luke's sweet. Cool. And you were saying you were his roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Vancouver. This, any cool stories from that that you could tell us without breaking um, NDA? <laughs> just a lot of video game playing and late night talks, that's all. What video games? Um, at the time I was playing, I, the new Spider-Man just came out. Nice. I had bought a PlayStation just for that, and then I, I played um, 
uh, I forgot this the other game I was playing, but yeah, it was mostly Spider Man. Spider Man, probably Minecraft, right? Just kidding. I <laughs> Definitely <don't> know. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> While we're talking about Spider Man, we we learned that he's working at a comic book store. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think that superheroes are going to be a cool theme with with Willie's character moving so forward? I think it could be, yeah. I mean, Willie's just just a guy who who hates violence and wants to be working in a comic shop and like write comics and just think about comics. But no, he's in this world where and he has the girlfriend now. Oh, he's got Gabrielle. Love interest. Yes. Yeah, y'all, y'all, yeah. Endgame. Marcus, you helped him no. out with that. No. 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 It's hard to have someone in, in that school, I it's, would imagine. He said that, that she's going to marry her. That's a great point, though, that you bring up, Raven, is that it's hard to be involved outside of King's Dominion, mm-hmm. which kind of led into the question that I wanted to ask you, Benjamin, was what is it? what do you think it's like for Marcus? Because he's kind of living a normal life now and ha- like mm-hmm. doing these normal things, hanging out with his friends, listening to music, making mixtapes, and... <laughs> um, Working in a comic shop, but he goes back to school and, you know, you're taking classes and killing people, basically. Yeah. Wait, sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's great, a little question. sense of normalcy. So, <laughs> yeah. a little sense of normalcy almost, and p- quite possibly the most normal lifestyle that yeah. Marcus that he has experienced have, yeah. so far. Yes. Definitely, because outside of the school, all he really has is this job. Um, because he doesn't have a home or a family to go back to. So this is the only normal thing in his life, the comic book shop, because then he has to go back to the school where everyone's killing each other. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Now I feel sad. I have another question. to work at a comic shop with Willie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to work in a comic shop with Willie? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, I was just also going to ask, do you think Marcus takes King's Dominion seriously now? He kind of did it in the beginning, but like, do you think when he goes to those classes, like he actually tries to take seriously learning how to fight? I think he takes everyone at the school kind of seriously, but I, I think he still doesn't, doesn't care really? that much. What do, you think, what do you think it's going to take to make him take it as seriously as Jurgen would hope he would? I think if his, his friends were threatened, like friends and family, or those are his family now. Um, but he, I mean, clearly we've seen he's not a guy who really cares about pain or, like, getting beat up. It's not a problem to him. So, yeah, maybe just taking away his friends. Oh. Or introducing the ultimate bully. <laughs> yeah, right? I love that. The ripped Chester, jean jacket. yes. Okay, the so mullet. we do oh, have to talk mullet. about Chester, who is very quickly becoming one of my favorite characters on yes. this show. Um, Why, though? Yes. Because he's weird. I moved to LA with a dream to direct movies, and I feel like <laughs> Chester has that same passion and drive about filmography. He wants to make a name for it's himself. The Chico effect. It's the Chico the effect. The Chico effect. He's only operating from a place of fear when he murdered those innocent bystanders. Uh, he's got a little dog with him in a dress. He murdered people. <laughs> I worry about that dog. Exactly. A lot. <laughs> we all know how this guy got introduced. I worry about you that should. dog. Yeah. Uh, Don't tell me I should. Oh. I mean, I should, but yeah. I mean. Wishbone got a second career. Someone like that, you know, probably has a micro dick or something. You know. Wait, what? Huh? No. I, heard, I, I heard micro dick. That's all I got from that. Oh, he has a micro. Okay. Not Victor. <laughs> him. No. Yeah. 
We all know Victor's like. No, it's naturally that size. It's yeah, naturally it's that size. Naturally <laughs> that size. <laughs> he doesn't get runners <laughs> from <laughs> bullying Shabnam at all. No, oh, poor Shabnam. Oh it tastes God. like goulash. So we got it. We got to keep talking about fuckface because I'm loving this. He's making a name for himself in the papers, and he's not even upset at Marcus for what we thought would be His the orphanage face. burning down. It, yeah, and the orphanage. I'm starting to think that he burned the orphanage down and got oh, burned through sure. doing it and wanted the cred for it. What do you guys think's going on with this character right now? Why would you burn it down, though? Like, I wouldn't... I don't understand if Fuckface were to have burned down the orphanage, how would he get in himself into a circumstance where he got so badly burned? So I don't know if that's quite plausible. I don't know. Harvey Dent managed to knock his chair over and cover half his face in oil. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, prior sure, to come yeah. back. <laughs> like you, you, you're working with flammable fluids, and he's a kid, so I feel like he could have just done something stupid, burned the orphanage down, and hurt himself in the process. Maybe that's true. And his first, I don't know. I have a hard time with this because his very first, uh, you know, introduction where he was talking about getting back at Marcus, what it seemed very genuine that he legitimately believed Marcus had done this. So I'm trying to, I guess, mentally work that out in my head. So, but it seems like it's coming from a place of he wants, like, fame now, you know? Well, did he want fame before or does he want fame now? Because if you think about it like Ted Bundy, right? Look what they're doing to him. They're romanticizing the murderer. And I feel like he's has that trophy of the newspaper of, like, look at all the stuff. And when he's on the phone with Mark, he's like, all of all these things, they're talking about you. They should be talking about me. The orphanage, they should be talking about me. So I believe that he burned the orphanage down to be talked about and to become famous for burning the orphanage down. And then Marcus got all the credit. I'd be curious to see if that's not the case. Do you guys have any other... Like, obviously, you could be right, too. Like, what do you think, Veronica, or is this too close to comics? She can't talk. All right, Raven, what, what do you I think? I think that... I don't know if it was intentional or not just because of age and um, that they were at the time. But I definitely think he he did it, and he he wants his credit. He's okay with it. He wants the circus. He wants to say, look at me. I mean, obviously, if he got the credit, he'd be the main character of Deadly Class right now, which I mean, is interesting, right? That would be perfect. Right? Chester going to King's Dominion. Can we just recast with, like, you walking around King's Dominion with a messed up face? <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, if there was ever like a spinoff, I would totally watch The Avengers of Fuckface. I don't yeah. think you could watch that on sci fi, though. You might need like HBO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Discovery Channel. What? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Gross. You and me, baby. I also just want to point out. I do want to point out, though, that people in the chat are worried about this dog as well. Poor dog. That was a a joke on on the set, too. Like, keep Tom away from the old, any animals. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. God. Poor Tom. (laughs) He loves it. Oh, God. (laughs) So we we gotta keep talking about Gao real quick, though, because Lynn reveals that his wife and child are still alive. Everything about his character is based on the fact that they were killed and he went after the people, and that's how he became an assassin. Everyone seems to have secrets. I'm curious if Gao's secret is that she's being controlled by the legacy students now in some way, or honestly, it's not a well-kept secret. It kind of seems like she is, because we see her interaction with Brandy, and she's rewarding Brandy for being, as uh, the teacher said, a piece of shit. Um, So, obviously, the rule in Deadly Class is don't get caught. 
Lynn hasn't been caught. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if the adults in this series reflect, or if the kids reflect the adults, or vice versa. Because with Lynn, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, he's not being caught and he's keeping his family a secret. I get a sense of like Willie and that he's doing, he's putting on a facade because he he needs to do what he needs to do given his environment. And Gao, I get very, I get Saya vibes. Maybe it's just the mystery factor and the fact that she's kind of obedient and that's how Saya is. Like she take, she gets orders and she fulfills them. Hence Marcus, why he's in the school. No, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm curious if you can see that in other teachers as well. And we need to keep a better eye out for it. Is she so against Saya because Lynn likes her so much? That could like possibly think because we still don't really know the weird relationship that is going on between Saya and Lynn. Like Jurgen and Marcus. Yeah. Jurgen is the older Marcus teaching him to question everything. At what point will Marcus start questioning everything, though? Because he doesn't question Lynn at the moment. And we even see that Lynn is kind of the Bible of his mind when he's in the cop uh, security guard's room in mm-hmm. Vegas. What do you think it would take to get Marcus to question Lynn? Hmm. Again, hurting his friends? Is, is that probably? <laughs> maybe? Who knows? Or if he finds out in any way about him being dishonest, because seems, that seems to be a problem for Marcus, too. The way he handled Willie just from being dishonest about his life. Um, so if he finds out a little bit of that at all. Or Lynn that. being related to Gal as well. Hmm. Is or that if his wife and child? The, the wife and child is clearly a secret, but but is him being related to Gao supposed to be a secret? Well, yeah, well, I guess they're, what I'm trying to say a little bit, uh, just going off of that, is that Marcus was first introduced to Lynn through Lynn's whole spiel about how, you know, he sort of came up on his own and built King's Dominion off of revenge yeah. and, and, you know, those sorts of uh, topics, which sounds like there's a personal vendetta here. However, where is that now? It seems like maybe there's some sort of nepotism family business going on, and that's not so, uh, I guess, uh, romantic or impassioned, so mm-hmm. to speak. So what we're saying is Lynn is Prince Zuko from The Last Airbender. Zuko! His sister. Yes, it's Azula. I love, I love it. Azula is Cow. Oh, man, I love it. You could replace the characters. Making men stand as furniture, that's straight up Princess Azula. Uh, to bring everyone in, we were talking about Avatar The Last Airbender before the show, and Angelica hasn't seen it. Sorry if take. it's not sci-fi, you gotta I mean, watch that's it. my mainstay. Only three seasons. Only three seasons. It. It's so good. Uh, I do want to mention really quickly the greatest scene of this episode, aside from <laughs> obviously the other scene, but I really loved DeLuca and Billy. Oh, yes! <laughs> DeLuca and Billy, we would be very oh. remiss, and I ship it so hardcore. I ship it too. <laughs> I think that is definitely uh, something that, were you on set for that? I was actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to watch and see what actually went down. He's on the on the on the script, you know. It's pretty vague. Pretty vague. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So I do want to allow time for everyone to ask their questions that they're dying to ask Benjamin because I feel like we covered a lot. Of, we we we're moving fairly quickly in the show, and we have four episodes left: seven, eight, nine, ten. The finale is the tenth. Next week we have special guest. 
Tom Stevens. Tom Chester. Chester. A week after that, we have Luke Tenney, so stay tuned for that. We're doing watch-longs every week. Uh, thank you for joining us for the watch-long this you. week. That was really awesome. If you guys like to support AfterBuzz, please hit that thumbs up on the video. Subscribe, because you make us the ESPN of TV talk. Uh, Veronica can tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. Before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk, but we need your help if we want to keep growing. If you're on YouTube right now, right this second, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us five stars. The other four don't even work, so don't bother with them. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. There's so much conversation going on right now in our live chat. Guys, we have 53 people on our live chat right now just talking and asking so many questions and it's awesome and then we see your comments every single week and it's great so please stay involved in the conversation this is a show that we have to constantly talk about because so much is going on but we just want to say thank you because being a part of after buzz tv has meant so much to all of us it has definitely helped us learn like it helps it helps helps it's seven us. years of my life all right yeah guys. seven been, years of your I've life i've been here for seven years i've become a better person it's, it's been so it cool cha- it changes people raven has changed since being on this panel <laughs> right? and we love her for it for the better I don't know. i'm changing i can feel it i'm changing yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to come back to change more. I'd love yeah. to come back. Are you gonna be in LA Yay. again? Because you got. I live here now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He mentioned that. Looks like we got to have you back in here, uh, even for playing some Twitch. Some playing yes. some Twitch. Yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> we'll play uh, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a PlayStation just for you, and, and because we get to be here all the time, we just appreciate so much for helping us support what we clearly love to do. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. And I'm gonna ask you one more thing: share. Show your friends what you're loving. That really helps us, too. So thank you so much for always supporting us, guys. So everyone in the chat's just basically saying how much they love you and how good-looking you are, and everyone at this table kind of feels jelly. But it's totally fine. <laughs> and mean, by everyone, I mean me. So, uh, so oh, let's go ahead and take you guys' questions. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's not funny. I'm who's, sorry. Whose sorry. character backstory is your favorite? Let's shout out Leonardo. <laughs> I'm going to just leave now. <laughs> Steven, you're beautiful. Can I just turn this light off to be in the shade? <laughs> that was a very Marcus line. <laughs> it, it, was. Is. it was. <laughs> uh, which character backstory is your favorite? Mm, Willie's. Willie's? Yeah, I really liked the animation. I thought they did a good job. I, that was mm-hmm. also the first animation flashback that I uh, that I saw. Oh, nice. Serial. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love cereal. <laughs> Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do. We are running out of time, so I want to know one question you guys have, and then tell us where we can find you as well. Uh, Sorry, I read somewhere that Rick gave you guys eighty CDs to get into character. Is that true? He he sent us Dropbox files, uh, a playlist tailored specifically for our characters. So I had a lot of like the Cure and the Smiths, and you know Luke would have had something different. That's so sick. Nice. Yeah. So it's per character. Yeah. Can you post that Spotify playlist anywhere? Um, I think he has one. I think there is a Deadly Class playlist actually out there. But we need the Marcus playlist. You know what? I'll I'll go searching around, and I'll I'll uh, I'll see. I'll post it. Maybe we're giving you homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of an Apple Music kind of guy, but hell you know. yeah, dig it. And then where can we find you? And you can find me on at Raven French on all social media. Go ahead. All right, so we've been seeing a lot of firsts for Marcus. Clearly, this last episode, we saw some firsts with Maria. Uh, we've seen wow, Marcus's... Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've seen Marcus's first kill. 
you know, first murder. I was wondering, is Saya his first kiss? He was homeless. So <laughs> he didn't yeah. he didn't get much action yeah? in the streets. Yeah. And Maria's his first first. So first, Saya first. first kiss? First time on yeah, a Murray first, first kill. Roy first kill. Maria. First lay. First, first lay. First, <laughs> first lay. Oh my god. First in, in very intimate oh. relation. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, so I I'm, ship him with a gravestone. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, so I'm Angelica Trey. You can find me on Twitter and most platforms at A Trey, A Y Y T R A E. Yes. And do you think Marcus will ever fully embrace King's Dominion? Will he ever be a great fighter? Would he join a gang? I don't think so. I think Marcus is going to stick with his way of uh, wanting to be against bullies. Okay. And King's Dominion kind of seems like a big bully to him. I don't know. You you live long enough fighting bullies, you just become one. It's true. He also has a bed a bed there. <laughs> that, yeah, that shelter, mighty persuasive. A nice yeah. warm bed. All right. I think we're out of time, guys. Uh, I don't hear that music, but we'll have to get that music. <sighs> Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank, thank we're going to have to have you again. I think uh, I think a lot of like cool questions got answered on the watch along because we were so into that. And yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow Benjamin Wadsey on Twitter. What's your Instagram? Uh, Benjamin underscore Wadsworth. And is there anything else you want to promote right now aside from Deadly Class? No, no, just Deadly Class. I'm still auditioning, trying to trying to get out there. Do you think if people start tweeting hashtag Renew Deadly Class, it would help anything? Because they should. I think they should. Maybe. It Get might, it going now. It might Do help, it. yeah. Yeah, that would help. We haven't gotten the official pickup yet, so anything helps. Cool. Well. Awesome. You heard the man. This has been the After Show for Deadly Class Season 1, Episode 6, with special guest Benjamin Wadsworth. Thank you so much. You and we'll be me. back next week with Tom Stevens. Mm-hmm. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.